I am joined tonight uh, by Dr. Janae Caldoun, our Chief Medical Officer, and Captain Emmett McGowan, the Commander here at the State Emergency Operations Center. We're here today because we have identified the first presumptive positive case of coronavirus in Michigan. That was Governor Gretchen Whitmer on Tuesday, March 10th, 2020. That was 430 days ago. In that time, 19,633 Michiganders have died from COVID-19. 584,000 Americans and 3.34 million worldwide. Those numbers are likely dramatic undercounts. So many families have been destroyed. So many businesses have been destroyed. Yes, it looks like we are closer to the end of this pandemic than we are to the beginning, but the effects of it, those will be with us for years, maybe decades. There's no way to possibly encapsulate everything that's happened in this humble little podcast, so I'm not going to try. But I am going to talk a little about my observations, what's changed with me, what's changed in West Michigan, and where we may be going from here. This is Alone at the Desk with Nick LaFave, a podcast by an average middle-aged guy who just happens to be a TV news anchor. We talk about the exciting, the boring, and the mundane parts of life, the industry, life in the industry, and some interesting and important stories along the way. Brought to you by 13 On Your Side News and Grand Rapids, Michigan. When Michigan's first COVID case was announced, I was supposed to be in Washington, D.C. for a work conference on social media. In fact, I'd just gotten back that morning after the conference, scheduled to begin the next day, was canceled. Originally, myself, my wife, our daughter, and my mom were using the work trip as an excuse to tourist around the Capitol. I took some vacation time before the actual event. They would do their thing for my two and a half days when I was at the seminar, Then we'd spend another day in D.C. before eventually flying home. We were scheduled to fly out on Saturday the 7th. That's three days before Michigan's first case was announced. The night prior, Friday the 6th, my wife started panicking. Cases were spiking up all over the nation. We were watching what was happening in Italy. She was pregnant, and we still didn't know what we didn't know about COVID-19. My mom had some hesitations, too. She was 69 at the time but she'd already flown down from Marquette and was with us in Grand Rapids ready to fly out the next day. I was kind of committed because I still had to be there for a work event. My wife and daughter stayed behind, but my mother decided to still go. She said she didn't want fear to keep her from a trip that she'd always wanted to take. That Saturday afternoon, we were sitting at our gate at Gerald R. Ford International Airport when I saw for the very first time someone wearing a mask. It was so peculiar to me. I honestly thought they were overreacting. I was one of those people who thought this whole thing was going to be over in a month or two. Clearly, I was wrong. For two days in D.C., my mother and I had a great time. The weather was beautiful. We walked the mall. We went to the Holocaust Museum, the Native American Museum. We really just enjoyed spending time together in a way we hadn't in years. Then Monday afternoon, we were sitting down to have lunch at the Space Museum When I got a work email, the conference was canceled because of COVID. 
Now I was in a bit of a pickle. Technically, I only took Monday and Tuesday for vacation. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was going to be on the clock because work conference. Yes, we were entering into a worldwide pandemic. I was concerned about my PTO. Like I said, I did not yet have a full appreciation for the seriousness of it all. Shortening the story, we got new flights to go home the next day, Tuesday, the day Michigan's first case was announced. We're taking every step that we can to mitigate the virus spread and keep Michiganders safe. In the ensuing 430 days, we've all experienced lockdowns, testing shortages, empty toilet paper aisles, mask debates, we learned what Zoom is, saw science and scientists move at a speed we didn't think was possible. We realized the importance of and missed good long hugs. We watched our favorite teams play in empty stadiums. We experienced far too much suffering and loss. We still are. Here at 13 On Your Side, we transitioned just like everyone else. Not long after I got back from D.C., I think it was just the next week, I was sent home. Fortunately, work helped me set up a basic studio in my basement. By and large, it worked okay. Had a fire alarm incident one day when we were on live TV while my wife was cooking. My cat, Jack, who would eventually pass away in the fall, would sit on my slippered feet, keeping my feet warm while I was anchoring. I also moved from the 5, 6, and 11 o'clock newscasts to just the 5 and 6. They said it didn't make any sense for me to hang around all evening and anchor half of an 11 p.m. newscast that really only had a 10-minute news hole. So my day started at 9.30 a.m. instead of 2.30 p.m. And I found I really liked being around my family while I worked, as many other people did or, or did not. I know there are some struggles there for a lot of people. But it worked for me. It still works. I'm mostly working in the building now. For a while I was in the newsroom like everyone else, but we had a couple of positive cases here at work and I asked for an empty office. And that's where I've been since the fall. We still do our morning meetings over Zoom though. Most days I can do that with one of my two kids on my lap. Yes, alluding to the fact earlier that my wife was pregnant when I was in DC, we had a pandemic baby. Our son was born in October, so there's been the struggle of a new child in a quarantine world. Only two members of my family have even met him yet. My mom, who was here visiting for the birth that was scheduled, and my brother, who just happened to be passing through town a couple of weeks ago. My father, who passed away from cancer in December, never got a chance to meet him. So like so many others, I've gained a child and lost a loved one in the past year. Life moves on, virus or not. The virus has just made it more difficult. Can't bring your new baby to see friends and family. You can't properly grieve when someone passes. Because in both those instances, joy and sorrow, celebration and mourning, what's the first thing you do? You reach out for other people. Holding one another and crying are common therapeutic practices when experiencing both pain and pleasure. And we've been denied that. We were reduced to hugging grandparents through plastic sheets. That, at least for me, aside from the obvious loss of life and business, has been the hardest part. We could no longer literally lean on the one thing we always lean on, each other. But I really do think we're near the end of the tunnel, at least in the United States. Other parts of the world, like India, they are still in the thick of it. And there are a million reasons for that we don't need to get into right now. 
Suffice it to say, we absolutely need to help other parts of the world because if we do not, it is going to come right back to bite us in terms of mutated viruses that will get around the vaccines that are the primary reason why we are coming out of this in the States. But for now, here at home, mass guidances are being lifted. Sporting events are starting to go back to full capacity. Some states have been doing that for a while now. I don't know the signs of it all, and I'm not making any pronouncements because I am still worried, but I am optimistic too. So let me address this humble little podcast, which hasn't had a new episode since also last March. When I started working from home, I just didn't have the necessary equipment to pull it off. And frankly, I had a million other personal and work responsibilities that took precedence. Then when I got back into the building, again, I was promoted, shifted to Dayside permanently because they wanted to keep all the new content that I was providing on a daily basis. And I was able to have much more influence on our overall daily product since I was now involved at the beginning of the day rather than coming in halfway through in the afternoon. Alone at the desk became out of sight, out of mind. But I missed it. I really thought it was just starting to get into a groove with a decent following. So starting today, I'm bringing it back. And I'm going to go for three episodes every month rather than two. I'm also going to be doing a lot more in-depth looks at topics that I don't think get enough attention. In the coming weeks, I'm going to do an episode on burn pits, how they've affected veterans who served in Iraq. I'm going to be speaking with Representative Peter Meyer about that. I'm also going to be doing an episode on the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and how it applies or does not apply to former President Trump, Facebook, and Twitter. I have a constitutional law expert who's going to join me in that episode. I'll also be doing podcast versions, longer versions, of some of my One Good Thing stories that air on TV. So a recent OGT about the Holland Middle School chess set that recently sold for $2,000 and the money is going to charity. I'm going to appropriate longer clips and sound from that shoot make it into a podcast episode. And yes, I'm still going to be sharing anecdotal stories about my life and my life in TV news. So Alone at the Desk is back, and please pardon the cliche because I hate them. I hope it will be better than before. It has been 430 days since the world really changed here in Michigan when that first case was announced. But as I sit here typing this script, an email alert just came into my inbox. Governor Whitmer's following the CDC's role and relaxing mask guidance for fully vaccinated people in the state. And by July 1st, the broader rule is set to expire. I am hopeful we're moving back to whatever normal we can expect. And I'm grateful for the science and scientists who provided the tools to get us there. I'm grateful to the nurses and doctors who cared for the sick and still do. I'm grateful to everyone who made a mask or a bottle of hand sanitizer. I'm grateful to everyone who has or will get a vaccine shot in their arms. None of us are meant to get through this life alone. And despite how hard it was to be together in the traditional sense, we certainly couldn't get through this pandemic alone. This has been Alone at the Desk with Nick LaFave. If you'd like to hear more of our podcasts, just go to 13onyourside.com slash podcasts. You can also download episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.